another day in this journey called life and the realization that the responsibility for life is individually lays upon our shoulders as we join in the conversation shall we regarding empowering one to be individually empowered to make choices that are beneficial to them. I heard a woman on the news this morning as we are struggling with the conversation of race in America. And the Asian woman said that she believed that they were adjacent to white. Black people have never been adjacent to white. Blacks have always been black in America. Of course, there were other names that were assigned to black people but it really doesn't matter. We're human beings born in America and we are Americans. And the power in being an American means that we are the one country, you know, the one united country. But we can never seem to find the unitedness because white people who came in here as invaders, really, I mean, took over the country and stole the land and made it their own. And then they said, we the people. And they were going to be inclusive of everybody. But that's not been the possibility. I mean, white people always see themselves as being the ruler, the overseer. And it's a little sad because, you know, a lot of those people have mental illness as far as I'm concerned because they're just not entitled to rule over others. Here we are in 2021 where there's been so many mass shootings from white people the young man that committed the last shooting in the grocery store he was Syrian American why is it that there's nothing that people who come here who immigrate to America have to go through besides the, of course besides the uh, course for citizenship but I don't think he did because simply he was a kid when he got here but the you know his brother said he had mental illness and this thing about mental illness and gun control is reality and I think if you look over time and notice all the mass shootings were committed by white men and they cannot set rules that establish responsibility for self as they cannot even see you as an equal when it comes to public services and how the services come back to provide services community because selfish people keep it to themselves. You see, equality and equity and all those wonderful words just never make a difference when it comes to some people. But it does make a difference when it comes to people who have to depend on the system to work, you know. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. You know, that a purpose unum, out of many there are one, but out of one there are none. So, here we are in 2021. And what does America look like to you? It looks like to me a very broken system, as no one can live up to the pledge, you know, the one nation, because the services are not aligned adequately. All people do not benefit. 
and there's a separation between church and state, yet some people just want to rule. <laughs> and then they put everything in the judge's corner. I'm sorry, judges do not rule from the bench. Judges cannot legislate from the bench, although that's what's been happening because they violate people's probation. They violate people's, um, I mean, they're just total control. They're like gods. Really? They're just elected officials and you put them there, boo. Huh. And as an elected official, you're not responsible to know all the rules, but as an elected official, you have the ability to gather the knowledge to represent accordingly. And for whatever reason, that hasn't been possible. Nope, just an impossibility as not enough people participate in the process. I mean, I believe sometimes that people think the process is so relevant, but it's critical to ensure that access happens for all people and all people have the ability to challenge the system, to force it to rule in its favor. But, you know, we have to go all the way back to the very beginning because life has to do with your beginnings. And if young people don't get a very good beginning, well, they're always struggling. All children can learn. I think that that's what we are seeing, that all children learn. It's just how they learn. It's differently. But we've taken care of that in America. As the public education system challenged itself to work to, to benefit all people, including children with disabilities. And I can tell you, <laughs> that works. Honestly, all children learn something. Communication is the ultimate goal in America, to be, to be literate and effectively communicate your concept ideals. And we've been given all the tools to utilize to benefit one another, yet and still, greed and ignorance still jumps in the play. There is so much money on its way to Clark County, Las Vegas, Nevada for the public school systems to reopen as the challenge was to open up the public school systems because I want to tell you a little secret. Private schools never closed here in Clark County. Nope. Some kids were continually enrolled. But for the children who were not continually enrolled, we need to understand that many of them were not at grade level in the beginning. It's just like there were some people that were unemployed before COVID hit. Do you think that those people don't need any resources? There were some people that just didn't qualify for aid and were unemployed or were gig workers, as Ivanka Trump called it, gig workers, meaning hustling whatever they could do. And there were some people that just never made enough to pay taxes. Well, do you think that they qualified for that CARES money? Of course they do. But they had to have applied for taxes to be counted. But if you never filed taxes, well, I don't see how they're going to find you. They don't find you just because you have a Social Security number. <laughs> they don't find you because most likely you might even not have no Medi-Cal. You have to actually participate in the process. And so many did not. Well, <clears throat> you live and you learn a little bit. And you learn and you learn a little bit. And there was a, there was a, 
assembly bill that was talked about yesterday, AJR 10, which had to do with ending slavery as a servitude for criminal behavior, meaning that you lose all your rights. And I think that that's more or less what it's about, that if you're incarcerated with a felony, you cannot vote. And see, that means, I mean, that means you just eliminate yourself from the oversight process of public services. But see, black people have really never been encouraged to engage in the political process. Actually, you know, it caused great strife as when in the 70s, when black people were really engaged in public policy, it really wasn't looked at as a benefit. It was looked at as criminal behavior. But yet and still, America benefited because we got the SNAP benefits, we got the Medi-Cal, and we got the free and reduced lunch for public school system. And that was all, you know, attributed to the Black Panthers and their involvement in advocacy for the people who look like me. And these are promising practices. These are programs that have been working forever. But the problem is, is that when we arrived at giving a little bit of services to the people, we ended it right there too. We made it so restrictive and collected data to ensure that everybody was following the rules. And then we became a rules nation. And everybody has to follow the rules, you see? Because the rules, if you invoke the rules, you win. So as for this conversation today about Asian Lives Matter, and as the conversation was yesterday, Black Lives Matter, and the overall conversation of Blue Lives Matter, and Blue Lives are that job, the job that you're paying for to ensure that your safety happens and ultimately just takes your public safety choice away. As they have become judge, jury, and executioner in America. But they always have been. There's always been an arm of oversight that could take life, liberty, or the pursuit of happiness. You see the very conversation about mental illness and the very inability to seek local services for behavioral issues or behavioral problems that are not accepted by society means that what are we talking about when we're talking about mental illness it's not even tied into public school system here behavioral health and behavioral supports are not entitled i mean they're not entwined with the public school system i'm confused because Neither is the county health department and the mental health services are not tied into the schools, but they're looking at coordinating and bringing in some social workers. The only thing that really is tied into Clark County School District is contractors and contracting and who gets to build the buildings and who gets to, you know, who gets to hold the wallet because there are just organizations here that provide so much support although they have no demonstration of a maintenance of effort, meaning that the work that is done is unmeasurable for the children who are generating the funds. And you know, that's a whole nother conversation over there. As in America, 
we use the census to determine the level of needs in the cities, towns, and counties. And that's the number count. And we use the census also to determine the voting. I mean, but you know, when you will send your child to another country to ensure that that people or those people, those inhabitants in the other country have the right to have a voice and share an opinion. And then we're in a country where you would be denied access because you were denied opportunity to benefit initially because you can't read and write. And I'm telling you, that has to come from a country that suffers from mental illness as black people have continued to be oppressed and kept in bondage and servitude as they are not permitted to move upward bound on the progression of life journey. I mean, hell, come on now. How can we say that Clark County, Las Vegas, Nevada continues to be the entertainment capital of the world? We bring Raiders, the Las Vegas, I mean, you know, the Oakland Raiders to Las Vegas and all those Raiders, those black players on the team. And then where we would promote ignorance and lack of responsibility for self-responsibility as we have young black players and UNLV who would get in trouble for drinking and driving or smoking and whatever. I mean, personal responsibility comes from individual responsibility. And you just have to accept responsibility for your choices. And everybody should accept responsibility for choices. And I'm trying to understand how some people feel that they're just entitled to continue to benefit when they're denying resources and opportunities to so many. Because if you don't have the data that demonstrates that you've opened the door for all children by the third grade for third grade reading level, then you're restricting the ability of the black children as they're the ones that can't read, can't write, and can't comprehend the king's English. Well, we're not measuring that benefit. We don't have that data, but you know, Tyrone Thompson, before he passed, he talked about, he was the champion for third read by grade three and all of the services that had to go and to demonstrate wherever they were implementing the read by grade three, because they weren't implementing it across the board. No, it was a targeted subgroup of children in a specific place that had the read by grade three. And I believe maybe it was only done at the Victory and Zoom schools, but I can tell you, because I really don't know. But I can tell you, I look at, I've looked at the school plans and they're unacceptable because they don't demonstrate how old children are making it. And I've looked at the state plans and the state level plans don't demonstrate an efficacy or an intent to be equitable when it comes to children receiving services as they don't have a demonstration of the maintenance of effort, meaning the work that they did not put in to transition the children when they were struggling. So, you know, Title I and all those title monies from the federal government helped to transition states to support the people that live within it. But when a state won't even put in its fair share, meaning that the taxation system for corporations is very low here. 
And that's why we have big businesses here that provide public services. And we sell service here. And we also sell in, in, in bondagement because they are, they are <clears throat> what's happening for children <clears throat> who have these behavior problems, who can't make it in regular school, where their whole life is being taken over by the judicial system because they have a system that direct files at the age of 11 and would take your child from you without offering you the parenting support and skills that we pay for from the public, you know, public system. Because those public policies that we write to utilize that money, then we're paying all those people out of the federal money should bring a benefit to the local community. But if it's affecting the black community, then boo, I'm sorry. They have not been able to advocate to ensure that equity and the violation of due process has not continued over time. No, because everybody got to be, everybody had the opportunity to reap the harvest. And so when, when they implemented the harbor, some, I believe it was, had to be like 12 years ago when they got the block grant money, because then they could fudge the numbers. And they don't understand how come their block grant has not increased. But your block rent can increase if you're not doing the work because you don't have a demonstration of providing new services to the new children who are coming in who are counted as poverty. Nope, everybody's just stepping on the backs of the children who initially generated the block grant. And over time, well, I'll tell you what's happening to African-American children. Well, they just increased the numbers over there at the, what you call, juvenile hall. But I'm going to tell you something that I know for a fact that I have witnessed when white people have demonstrations and get rowdy and they all burn in cars and acting foolish and whatever. The police are not there trying to stop them from doing what it is that they do. They allow them to get it off their chest. But when black people are just out there socializing and seeming to be wild and uncontrolled. Well, it's time for them to shut it down because that's something that they have to control. And that's how come black people have never, never, never had the total ability to benefit from, you know, events in, that they have unless they police them, themselves. And even when they're policing them themselves, white people still have to be there. Just as there is no Moulin Rouge, and there is no Cotton Club. And there is no semblance of the Moulin Rouge or the Cotton Club in America. But understand, go back and look at the videos. Understand the power in the black community to sustain itself, given the opportunity. But, you know, do we have to live like, like we have to say? You know what I'm saying? I just don't understand what it is that people don't seem to understand that failure is not an option and I don't need you documenting what my child can't do no that is not your job because if you're wise enough to document what my child can't do you're also wise enough to write a plan to determine why that's happening and what can be done to change the direction because that's what public education is all about behavior modification and no it is not to give judges the authority over youth at any time, unless there seem to be whatever. 
I'm trying to understand. I don't think that alcoholism or smoking weed or cussing at your teacher or, or jumping up and saying curse words gets you a stint in juvenile hall, but some people do. And come on now, these children only know what their parents have been taught them. But if the parents never had an opportunity, and we're talking about 30 years of downward trends in public education for some communities, as those communities thrive living off the backs of the poor, and they harvest the poor because, I mean, you know, here it's just a harvest. And, and if you can't pay your fine because you have a broken ticket, I mean, taillight, then they'll give you another ticket. And then they'll give you a ticket until they turn, take your, your property away, which prohibits you from working and prohibits you from going to school and taking care of your family. Come on now. I'm just trying to understand the harvest is so real here in Las Vegas. And then they encourage you to go out and try to win a few pennies. They want the locals to participate too. So they give the locals a little bit of, you know, benefits to come and throw their money away. But you have to be wise enough as an individual to stand on your own. It's a wake-up call in 2021. And the wake-up call is for you, my friend. You don't have to believe what I say. <laughs> I really don't. I mean, you know, it's irrelevant. And it's irrelevant that <clears throat> if you invite me to the meeting, I may come. But I can guarantee I'll stay as I'm not begging anyone for anyone for one thing because in an America that I grew up in I had the right to expect the same opportunities as any other and when I speak I have the I have an expectation that I will get a response and I've written to the governor several times and never gotten a response but <clears throat> that doesn't mean that when I wrote to the president I got a response because I did because when I wrote to Barack Obama, I got a response from him. We have a long way to go because when Barack Obama was in office, he gave the job of working with the people to Biden. And if we believe that Biden can do it by itself, you're foolish. It's going to take each and every one of us who believe in democracy to stand up. What do I mean stand up? Meaning that, you know, no more harvesting of the poverty. People in poverty really have a right to benefit. I mean, you want to create this waiver process where people in poverty get their little waivers and chunk out of what you're collecting on their asses? Because the money comes to the cities to support the individuals who are in poverty. And then the state is supposed to come up with the rest. Well, the state can't even come up off their, their, their mining money. I mean, everything's so restricted, but it's restricted to contractors and people who get the benefit. And for the people who have no jobs, who are not allowed to make decisions, who are not controlling the resources, and failure is an option, I'm saying, you know, <laughs> failure is never an option, not in public education. And the responsibility to engage in the process and have a conversation about failed services belongs to the people who are, you're failing, actually. And no, I've tried to talk to Jara several times. And he speaks cordially and moves on. So there's been no effort. And he had no concern over my ability to share the message. And really, quite frankly, why should he? Because black people, mm -hmm, they get in a position. And even if they've never experienced it, 
They want to represent without knowledge. And they didn't, they're not like Nathaniel S. Colley. Nathaniel Saxon Colley represented African-Americans in Sacramento, California. Why don't you go look him up? He's my sister's father-in-law. Not saying that, you know, everything happened right for him and his family, but he had a great life. But he represented black people. Hello. And he communicated with the community, met with black people to find out what was going on, and then represented from a position of power. How do you represent from a position of power and you don't even open your doors to talk to the people who may know a little bit more than you? <laughs> That's some crazy shit. It's just real. I have had it. And I understand. I mean, serving as the chair of the district advisory committee for Title I and compensatory education, meaning that I got to see all the grants and I understand how grants work. I got to participate at a level where I understand that the equity among schools have to do with resources and positions and power, but also that the local school has to write a plan to support the neediest and the youngest child. But when the neediest and the youngest child would have been turned away at a time prior to 2021 and 2022, and they have a grant out there, there's lots of money coming to this state for early educational opportunities. Well, who's having the conversation around early access for children who are of color? Because I can tell you that population of people have not been engaged in the conversation because that population of people don't get access to free childcare. Now, here in Clark County, they go upwards of 28%. And a black woman who sits on a board told me that Head Start was for white people, for white thinking people. Huh, well, boo, I don't think white. I think American. And I believe that early Head Start and Head Start has to do with bringing social skills and social elevation and teaching young people how to support their children. And it even has a men's program where it teaches dads how to be parents. And I'm just trying to wrap my brain around the lack of the engagement in family-centered services here in Clark County. Because here they didn't move towards supporting the family. No, and you can tell by the incidence of crisis in the black community. As I can just readily recall, an African-American woman, she was under the age of 22, I believe. But she had two children. She had a one-year-old and a one-month-old. And she had no help. And her mate was working every day, you know, to bring home the bacon. And she was stuck there with those two screaming children and she had no skills and probably had not been brought up in a family and didn't have those parenting skills. And he couldn't see that she was under stress and she killed her babies. And these MFs, and excuse the language, they locked her off in general population. And then they brought her looking like a ghost. And it had to be a judge that said she needed mental health support. And I don't know what happened after that. Simply, we didn't hear about it in the news anymore. But as for the, the Negro, the brother who threw his baby out the balcony and got in the car and buck naked and ran to the airport and tried to get into the airport was, you know, restrained. 
and they put his restrained picture on the on the news with a blue glove holding his face still. Totally insane. Yet and still, we're not talking about mental health services for the people who look like me in the public school system. No, we're talking about the booming foster care program here. <laughs> I wanted to tell you, foster care is booming here as they are not training young people to be parents. And enough is enough today. I'm at my 28, almost 29 minutes, and I'll say, like, subscribe, follow me on Anchor. Maybe I'll get dressed and go out in the backyard and have another conversation on my Facebook page. But nothing changes in America without you. So join in. Who will you be in 2021? E Paribus Unum. Out of many, there are one. And out of one, there are none. So let's get off the one and get to the many, shall we? Have a great day.